What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Duff. Brandon, how are you doing? Doing great, man. It's good to be back talking about football again. Um, it was a crazy week one, had some ups and downs. Um, one of my most invested in players went down for the year, Raheem Mostert. Oh, man. So, mm. And I played him in DFS a ton. So, he, Yeah, he was – well, we had him last week as our uh, – one as your love, right? That yeah. was a stud, running right. back stud, unfortunately. Two carries, and uh, he turned into an unfortunate dud for the season because he's going to be out. But, yeah. like you said, week one, crazy week. Week two – I think it's going to get even crazier, and just because it's going to get crazier, our other co-host, Nick Frazier, is back. First time on the show as a new dad. Congratulations, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I see um, those those grays are coming in already. Yes. Yes, they are. I am growing a lot of them. I'm also the losing some hair, too. Yeah, it has been, but um, it's been great. He's doing great. Getting into a rhythm of things. <clears throat> it's funny you brought up Moster Brandon, because I'm sure everybody uh turned him into a uh Moster into a must start when they heard Sermon was a healthy exactly scratch. Right. Yep. And how many people ended up with two points, I imagine. I know 20 after... yards on two carries. It was yeah. so promising. <laughs> he would have he uh had a what a what though. I know, and then you see am... what Mitchell did. So it was like that would have been Moster. That was yeah. He probably actually, actually in one done even better than Mitchell. In yeah. one league, I sat Sanders for Mostert when that news came out, and I was devastated. Yep, I was <laughs> devastated. But I, I'm ready, man. Let's, let's uh, yeah, let's great. look ahead. We're going to week two, Nick. Since you're back, uh, let's get started with uh, just some intriguing matchups that you're looking at for week two. Not even doesn't have to be fantasy wise. Just, uh, you know, NFL season, it could have to do with a fantasy player or two if you want. But uh, just two games on the week two slate that you're uh, interested and intrigued to watch, this, uh, whether it be Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Uh, well, uh, forgive me, I didn't write down the times of the matchups. But um, my two matchups are Green Bay versus Detroit. That's Monday night. Uh, I think a little comeback. There's some good players on there, Detroit. Uh, not a good team, <clears throat> definitely not a good defense. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are looking to uh recover with a nice, easy matchup from that embarrassment of a uh, you know, game on Sunday. But uh, it's a lot of good players in that matchup Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, one of the tight ends, the tight end on one of the teams who is my stud for the week. I'll Save that for later. Little high market tease. Uh, the running backs for Detroit seem to have both have great games. Um, even Jared Goff. So I think two, these defenses are kind of outside of Jair Alexander on the Packers. I think it's going to be a pretty uh, tasty matchup for fantasy and just football in general. Yeah. One of those running backs, Jamal Williams, making his return to Lambeau Field. Um Real quick, Nick, what's your second matchup that you're looking forward to this week? Uh, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. T- uh, number one, just Tampa Bay. Probably going to have a 
a uh, great game all around. Uh, so many pieces to choose from. Atlanta, I mean, their defense wasn't that great uh, this past weekend. And hopefully for me, uh, Atlanta kind of is able to put up some numbers, you know, and they recover from a bad first matchup. That one, not as likely as Green Bay turning it around, but could have a good day. Yeah, that game should definitely <clears throat> be fireworks for sure. Mm-hmm. Brandon, how nice about you? division do? matchup. Canada, yep, nice NFC South divisional matchup. Uh, two matchups, Brandon, you're looking forward to. Yeah, the first one is should be a an offensive frenzy. The uh, Dallas Cowboys versus the – oh, no, I'm going to call them the San Diego Chargers. L.A. <laughs> LA. The Rams, the Chargers, the Raiders, I get them all – I call them all yeah. the old cities. What I grew up, where they were, that's what I call them. But, um, yeah, so the Chargers, that's going to be a, a shootout. Um, one of the players I'm really excited to watch is Mike Williams. He got a ton of targets last week, put up a big game. I've always thought he was a really talented receiver. So um, Herbert in his second year. Obviously, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. we got all the Cowboys players. Um, see if Cedric Wilson can slot in as the third guy there. Hopefully, Zeke can have a bigger week for all the Zeke owners out there. But, yeah, that's my first game. Um, the second game I want to hit on real quick is the Vikings versus the Cardinals. And it's another one that's just loaded with fantasy fantasy talent. I know it doesn't have to be a fantasy uh, game, but this is a fantasy show. So mm-hmm. we got um, Cousins. Justin Jefferson, I feel like Justin Jefferson's due for a bounce back here. Um, Thielen was targeted in the red zone. I think he had two touchdowns last week, right? I believe it was two for Thielen. I believe so. Um, Yeah, Dalvin Cook will probably have a big week. And then, of course, the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's going to break fantasy again and do his thing. So, I I will say this um, for that game. Uh, Dude, that defensive line of the Cardinals with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Oh, my God. And fun little fact, the Minnesota Minnesota's line is in shambles right now. And that could be Kirk. The Arizona defense could be a great play this week. I I love that you brought that up, Nick, because I was just (laughs) going to ask you before I went to my two matchups. I'm streaming the Cardinals defense in a couple leagues. Am I crazy for that? Apparently I'm not because you're on my side. No, you're not. I think the pass rush was absurd. I think you're going to rack up some set again. The, so you and mentioned leads, it, those leads to turnovers too. So the Cincinnati Bengals got like 30, like pressured on Kirk Cousins. So you know the Cardinals are. And they got playmakers on, you know, all levels. They got Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker. So I'm mm-hmm. like, they just held in Tennessee. They got 17 fantasy points last week. So I don't, I'm, I'm rolling the dice with Arizona because uh, I like the stream defenses. Yeah, I mean, you always, you always will. Tannehill was ahead, under pressure Brandon. the whole game, the yeah. whole entire game. Yeah. You always yeah. want to watch out for, like, Dalvin Cook. You know, he's going to have his his, right. his uh, food. He's going to have his dish, you know, Jefferson Thielen. But I think if uh, Arizona keeps bringing the pressure like they did against Tennessee, it's going to be a rough day for Minnesota. Yeah. No, I like Minnesota's offense. That's why I yeah. was a little hesitant on uh, streaming Arizona. But – um. You know, and Chandler Jones is getting it's Taylor Luan, who's one of the better offensive linemen too in the league. Like it, it was just dominant performance. And I don't know. I'm 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 just gonna roll him out there, see what I get. I think he can do worse than rolling out Arizona this week. Uh my two matchups, I'm gonna go quick here. I got Bills at Dolphins. I'm just intrigued um in this matchup because the Bills just fell to the Steelers at home last week. 
Uh, they were just in the AFC championship game a year ago. People have high expectations for this team. Uh, Miami just beat New England by a point. Games in Miami. Um, I want to see if the Bills – the Bills should win, but I want to see, like, if, if they don't, they fall 0-2 already, and they're already behind in the division. So um, I want to see if Miami could somehow knock them off. It's just going to be an interesting AFC East battle. Uh, I also have Saints at Panthers. I know the Saints rolled over Green Bay, that we mentioned earlier. I want to see if this team is for real, if they have uh, – you know, more than what everyone expected this year. The offense looks great uh, against the Packers. So, you know, Carolina, um, they also have a pretty good offense as well. Uh, the defense, hit or miss, I'm not sure yet. They only played the Jets, so we don't really know how they are. But I wanna, I'm want i interested to see if uh, Jameis Winston can keep that offense rolling against Carolina. But are uh, you guys ready to roll into some fantasy implications here? Week two studs and duds. Just real, real quick, in that Dolphins game, um, yeah. Will Fuller returns, right? Yeah, I think yes. he has one more game, doesn't he? Doesn't he have to sit out one more game? It's two games. No, he's back. You got to steal my thunder already for the studs and duds. You said a couple things already about Big Mike Williams, talking about <laughs> some of the Dolphins players. Let's get the studs and duds before uh, all the okay. all the sneak peeks get – all the curtains and the curtains get pulled out of my way. It's about <laughs> to close. I'm just kidding with you guys. Started. You can ask any questions you want. But, uh, no, I, I, it's just one game, so I, I'm pretty sure, because I have him down. When I get into tight ends, I'm – Sneak peek, Kasiki's going to be my dud, but I'll get into that at the time of the, when we get to that part. So, uh, Brandon, who's your QB stud this week? Um, the same man who was my QB dud last week, and that's Justin Herbert. As I said with the uh, Cowboys-Chargers game, I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, Herbert went for over 300 yards last week versus the Washington football team, and he was only sacked twice from a defense that was just – relentless going against the quarterback last year they were just non-stop pressure in the quarterback um i just think it's huge shootout potential i think the cowboys will will stay with them um yeah i don't i think you can do a lot worse than her uh justin herbert this week i think he'll like find, he'll show this week because he did have a good game overall he just didn't get the passing touchdowns and i think you can definitely see that uh come through for him this week yeah i agree I don't see Dallas. Being, I mean, they couldn't cover Tom Brady. Well, they couldn't stop Tom Brady and the Bucks. And, uh, you know, they have the weapons. They have Eckler, Keenan Allen, and uh, big Mike Williams. So, it's a lot to stop. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. It should be a shootout. I agree. What do you think uh, – what range do you think you'll – like from, let's say, 1 to 15 on the week for QB? Uh- are you asking me or Brandon? Oh, Brandon. Sorry. Well, what number do you think well, he finishes at? I guess it would depend on if you had six or four-point touchdown passes, but I would think I in a six-touchdown point league, I think he finished top five. He just doesn't have, like, the rushing upside, so he, he yeah, get, like, those the rushing touchdowns all those other guys get. But I think, like, I think you can easily throw for over 350. It's going to be – I think it's going to be one of those games. So mm-hmm. I think you'd have a huge I, day. Top five I, is not out of the he, realm of possibilities, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he finishes top five this week for QBs. Uh, I think he's going to, like you just mentioned it, all the, I think he's going to rack up a ton of yards. Um, I think he's going to have a ton of attempts, pass attempts. So yep. as Prescott, I think this game's going to eventually turn into a shootout. I think LA's got a better defense. The Chargers have a better defense. So I think ultimately they're going to win the game. But um, 
I think they saw Tom Brady last week and they know how to beat Dallas now and it's through the air. And when you have a quarterback, mm-hmm. a young quarterback who's a stud and can air it out, that's what they're going to do. So I, I see a huge Sunday for Justin Herbert. I'm, I agree with uh, with you. Nick, who's your stud? Uh, my stud for the week is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Um, I think Tennessee is a better team than what they showed against Arizona this past Sunday. And uh, I just don't think they were ready for that defensive line that heat that was being brought. They have too many weapons on offense. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Tannehill himself, can he's got some wheels. Uh, I think they turn it around. I think they coached. Uh, they're a well-coached team for the most part, and uh, they'll adjust on the fly. And against Seattle, I think it's going to be – that's also another matchup that could end up in some high numbers across the board. So – I think it's going to be a pass-heavy day. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I was – Tannehill was part of – one of the games I touched on last week was um, the Cardinals and Titans. I thought that was going to be a, a great offensive game. And like we talked about earlier, Tannehill was under pressure the whole game. Henry never really got going. And the Titans' offense would just stall out the whole game. Um, from everything I've read, I think they need to start running more play action. Tannehill yeah. ran a ton of play action last year. They brought that way down this year. I think they ran like a 10%. 10% of the plays were play action passes. Um, hopefully they flip that around. And, yeah, I'd like to see Tannehill have a better week. Yeah, I'm a little hesitant, to be honest, on Tannehill. I just I feel like I need to see him have a good week before I'm, I'm ready to call him a stud already just because last week he, that offense in general just looked so bad. Um, didn't get the running game going. Um, AJ Brown, it seems like he'll be okay on game days, but I he just had surgery on both knees. He's been like, you know, kind of sitting out practices. Um, so you just have to hope that the rapport with AJ Brown stays the way it was last year. Julio Jones seems like they don't even have a rapport yet. He didn't even throw to him that much. Uh, Ferkser was a big underrated tight end, he didn't do much. He threw um, Chester Rogers a ton. Yeah, like I'm just, you know, Julio Jones, he was like third or fourth in targets. He, so I don't know. I just, I'm not saying he can't have a good day on Sunday. I'm just kind of, I need to see it before um, I'm ready to kind of throw him out there with confidence at this point. Um, Fair enough. A guy I have down is my QB stud. I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Um, he's going to be playing at home this week against the Houston Texans, who, um, I know they played well against Jacksonville, but overall Houston's kind of towards the bottom of the league this year. Trevor Lawrence uh, just had a pretty decent game against them in his first NFL start. Uh, he kind of aired it out a little bit. Um, Baker Mayfield just threw for over 300 yards last week at Kansas City, which has a sneaky uh, kind of okay defense. Um, the only reason why he didn't put up monster numbers is because he didn't really have any touchdowns. But um, like you mentioned, that can change week to week. Um, depending on, you know, just what the game uh, flow is. Yeah, Chubb um, ran two. Chubb had two yeah. rushing touchdowns. One of those could be a pass. Like, Seems like yeah. as long as Beckham isn't on the field, Baker is doing good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that, I think they're supposed to get Beckham back this week. No, no. Nope. No, he's actually they're saying he should be sitting again. He's already ruled Mom out. Again. Okay, well, even yeah. without Beckham, they have, enough, they have enough weapons there, especially when you have a, a run game as good as they do. Like, they're going to, you know, try to stop – the first thing you got to do is try to stop the run game against Cleveland, I feel like, especially at home. 
Um, you know, they still have Landry. They got like three tight ends. Right. Uh, yep. People's Jones. They, they got guys. They got weapons. Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. I got to see Baker Mayfield having his way with, with Houston, especially uh, Houston not playing at home, going on the road to Cleveland. I also right. think Houston got lucky in that they just they put up those numbers on Jacksonville without doing it like efficiently or great. Tyler, would you? <laughs> they just look bad. Yeah, Jacksonville's awful. Would you yeah. be worried, Tyler, that they get up so big it's just a Chubb game? That they just like pound Chubb and run the clock out, kind of. Yeah, but then, like you mentioned with Tannehill, they can definitely do some play action, and then you get the yeah. three tight ends in the end zone. I don't know. I just see them moving the ball up and down the field. Like, yeah, I think oh, for sure. I think I having a good run game is still going to help Baker Mayfield. Like maybe he'll have less yards than he did last week, but I, he, I'm definitely going to throw more touchdowns. I feel like you know. So that's a good that's a good point though. They might just they probably are going to try to just pound the rock against Houston, but you know you can throw on them too. Houston's defense isn't is nothing. I feel like I so. agree. I agree. All right, who's your dud, Brandon? Who's a guy you're uh, kind of not sure if you're going to put him in a lineup if you have? So for this week, and he actually had a deep, pretty good week last week, it's going to be Joe Burrow. Um, they're playing against the Chicago Bears this week. It just seemed like they, you know, they wanted the offense to run through Mixon for now. They let him loose last year. He was throwing a bunch. He only threw 27 times this uh, in week one. I'd expect them to kind of try and do the same thing and run the ball through Mixon. And if he's not as efficient as he was last week, which he completed 75% of his passes and he just, I mean, he's got great weapons and everything. I just, I feel like you could have some, some players that that you could start with more confidence over him. And he was sacked five times too, which. Yeah. That's their offensive line is pretty pitiful. Yeah. So I was my guy. He's my dud this week. I will say that, uh, who did they play last week? I'm sorry. They played Minnesota, right? Yeah. They went to overtime. Yeah. Well, playing One Chicago game. this yeah, they're playing Chicago this week. Chicago's defense is not this uh wanted. No. They are not right. good. No, they're not as good as they used to be. Yeah. So I think they I think he could have like a I mean Joe Mixon could have a day and then it could just be kind of built around him. But you know, they got that kid Jamar Chase. Uh, Tyler Boyd, like you said, he has weapons. And, you know, T. Higgins was on his way to a great day before he was taken out for uh, dehydration reasons. And who knows what he could have did. He already had a touchdown and five catches at that point. Then Jamar Chase had his fair share of uh, um, production. So, I don't know. Could go either way. I'm going to say that I would actually – if I had him, I would be starting him with confidence, especially against the Bears. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. He's not really like a stutter or a dud for me this week, Joe Burrow. Um, the offensive line scares me, like just in general for the season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he'll have some big games, but other games he might not do as well if, if he's playing a very good team, a team with a, that can get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the, the Bears last week, uh, Sunday night. Matt Stafford had his way with them. Um, Something else that stuck out to me is, um, you know, Chase Higgins. Those are big targets on the outside. Uh, If you look at the stats of when the Rams played the Bears, the uh, slot receiver, Cooper Cup, had a day. Uh, Whenever they they went to the the slot receiver, uh, it seemed like they could do that all game long. So I expect the big game from Tyler Boyd this week, actually. I saw where you were going with that, Tyler. He was a dud (laughs) last week, and it was all about Chase and Higgins, right? But 
that's where this, the Cincinnati Bengals, I know we're talking about the quarterback, but I think these receivers, you can kind of, depending on the the matchup, is where you're going to kind of find your value in those guys. Uh, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Who knows? Boyd could have another dud and just be a dud for the year. Who knows? But I'm just, I think that, uh, you know, the Bears, you can kind of eat them up kind of over the middle of the field in the slot position. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I don't think he's going to be a stud, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be a dud. Just because the Bears, I'm not worried about them either. Yeah. I, I guess we're using the word stud. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just going with like their great play this week. I'm not saying they're going to be a stud for the whole season, but against the matchup this week, I'll yeah, say we're going, we're going week two. It's week two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think he can put up stud numbers for the week. But yeah. All right. Who's your dud this week, Nick? My dud is going to be uh, after this Monday night. You guys watch this month past Monday night game? Of course. Yes, oh, I my God. That was great. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, the winning quarterback of that is Derek Carr, and he yeah. is my dud for the week. Um, he's going up against – I mean, the Ravens uh, are a vaunted defense to most, but um, – I think this defense is probably the best. They're going to get going up against Pittsburgh this week. This was a they just had a defensive battle with Buffalo, um, low scoring game uh, until Pittsburgh sort of broke away from that uh, second half, and they still kept Buffalo to what was it like fourteen points? I think in Buffalo. <clears throat> in Buffalo, and um, I. I think Buffalo is a better team than the Raiders. Derek Carr actually, I mean, most of it was, most of his production was from Waller, you know, carrying him on his back. He targeted him 19 times and only connected with him 10 of those times. I mean, and the rest is just, you know, there's nobody else on the team (laughs) other than like Jacobs and stuff, but he's not looking at anybody else looking at Waller. I don't think his success is going to carry over into this week. And I think he could easily put up a dud against Pittsburgh top Pittsburgh's top D. Okay. Um, no, I think they do have more weapons, but he you're right that he just like <laughs> uh, Darren Waller <laughs> is like he looks for him every single time they run a play. Like he's just looking for him. But they have he guys he has for like the past know, two years. Yeah, yeah, right. That's his guy. But they have, you know, Brian Edwards is supposed to have a good year. Hunter Renfro. No, uh, Edwards, Henry good. Edwards had like four for 81 or something like that. Yeah. They got other guys there, but yeah. I know what you mean. It seems like every, it almost seems like every time they throw the ball, it's a Darren Waller. He'll force but, um, it to Waller over hitting a wide open, sure. you know, Brian Edwards. <laughs> Renfro yeah. or Edwards or, uh, you know, they got Drake now. I don't know. Who knows? But they, they got weapons. But the way Pittsburgh looked last year on defense and the way that they already looked week one against Josh Allen. <laughs> And the Buffalo Bills, uh, I'm totally cool with calling uh, Derek Carr a dud uh, this week, only because they're probably going to get a ton of pressure on him. Uh, if I'm Mike Tomlin in the in the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coordinator, I am uh, just like you said, just looking for ways to get rid of Darren Waller, force him to spread the ball around. Um, but yeah, I just don't see it. I don't see Derek Carr having a big day against the, the Steelers defense. Brandon, do you? No, I completely agree. It's going to be him chucking it to Waller, you know, for 75% of the passes that he throws and, <laughs> and pray. He's just going to pray. That's it. And yeah. I didn't call him David Carr this time either. 
as a guy who owns Waller in one of my fantasy leagues, I just hope he gets out of this game not injured because I don't know. I don't trust the, the Steelers are just like smash mouth. They're going to like try to hit him. I can already see it. Like, so just, just leave Darren Waller alone this week, please. I need him. I need him. For this. <laughs> my QB dud was actually Brandon. It was your stud last week. Um, dud this week, Sam Darnold uh, had a good matchup last week against the uh, New York Jets. Played pretty well. Didn't he was, have, he was have a bad right. game. You, you know, had an all right yeah. game there. Uh, unfortunately, this week he plays uh, probably a top five defense, in my opinion, the New Orleans Saints. Um, they're a much tougher matchup than the New York Jets. Uh, you know, if you look at the game against the Jets, he didn't have, like, a stellar game either. Robbie Anderson only had one catch for him. It was, it was a long one, 57 yards, but uh, Terrace Marshall's just a rookie. Uh, New Orleans Saints is very, very tough to pass on. They have really good secondary over there. Uh, I know they got McCaffrey, they got DJ Moore, but um, I don't know. I'm just not expecting a, a huge day from Sam Darnold against the Saints. Yeah, I'm there with you. I call him, like you said, he was a stud last week because of his matchup, and this week it's the exact opposite. I wouldn't want to play him anywhere. I wouldn't play him in DFS. I wouldn't play him in seasonal. Yeah, if you have Darnold, bench him. Uh, I agree. I mean, the Saints D last year was top-notch towards the end of the year, and it looks like they carried over. They just shut down the Packers, made Aaron Rodgers look like he didn't know, and the rest of the team, that they didn't know what to do. So I think Carolina is not as good a team as the Packers, and Sam Darnold's not, obviously not as good as Rodgers. So it's going to be a tough day for them and him. You summed it up perfectly. All right, let's move on to running backs here. Uh, Nick, who is your RB stud for week two? My RB stud for week two is going to be Melvin Gordon. Then Broncos, they're playing Jacksonville. That's all I should have to say. But uh, just to add in a little bit more, uh, Jerry Judy just went down. I'm sure their script is going to be, you know, run heavy. And... uh, I think right now it's the beginning of the year. Melly is the guy, and um, they're going to bring the uh, – what's the uh, rookie's name? Javante Williams. Williams. Javante Williams. I think they're going to bring him along as the season goes along, and he'll get a bigger role. But right now it's the Gordon show, and he's looked great so far, especially after week one. I think he's primed for another big game, especially against Jacksonville. What do you, uh, Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I think even it seemed like I think uh, Javante Williams and Gordon like kind of split snaps last week. But even so, against the Jaguars defense, I'd be down to take, you know, play either one of them, honestly. I think (laughs) even on half the touches, Gordon or Javante Williams can put up enough fantasy uh, points to be a flex or an RB2. Yeah, I like Gordon this week a lot. And he looked good on that long run. Looked fast. Yeah. he did, yeah. He looked explosive in that run. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of leaning more towards you, Brandon. Nick, I don't want to play devil's advocate. Um, although Gordon did look good, like, on that long run, I do think uh, it was definitely more of, a, like, a split timeshare in that game. Javante Williams also looked pretty good on uh, last Sunday. You know, he is the guy they're going to go to. Um, I'm, I would play both of these guys. You know, I'm not, I don't know if they're going to have, like, a – one of them might have a stud week. Um, believe it or not, I might lead 
lean more towards Williams just because I can see him having a, a bigger day than Melvin Gordon, but I would definitely flex Gordon or play him if I have him in my lineup. That's for sure. Um, you know, the Texans just asked Philip Lindsay <laughs> and Mark Ingram have good days against them. So, you know, to say that Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both can't have good days. I think, uh, I think they both can because they're probably a better running back duo than, Ingram and Lindsay at this point of their careers. Brandon, who's your stud at running back? My stud this week is Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's playing against the Rams this week. The Rams actually have a pretty good defensive front, but they were kind of uh, slashed up by David Montgomery last week. He went for like 6.6 yards of carry or something like that. He had over 100 yards rushing. Um, yeah, if you look at Taylor, he was on the field a ton last week. Had fifty, had sixteen carries, and had seven targets last week, which was impressive when you look back at that. Um, if he gets, so he, I think he had twenty-two touches overall. If he gets that again this week, I think he'll have a, a pretty good day. He seems like the type of running back. That he's explosive. He's big. Can break tackles. Makes people miss. I like, like about Taylor. And if they use him the way they used him last week in the passing game, he has huge upside. That's exactly what I was just going to hit on. I was going to say, and they used them in the passing game. Right. And, you know, it seems like they're kind of spreading the ball around to everybody. Pascal was the guy who had a pretty big game last week. Um, but Taylor is pretty good target, especially when it makes guys miss. Yeah, I agree, man. If they keep him involved in the passing game, he's primed for another big day. Yeah, Naheem Hines still on the team in targets, which is kind of crazy to think. That just shows how much Carson Wentz loves throwing those dink, yep. those dink and dunks oh, yeah. to his running backs, you know. Um, and this is the game to do it because the Los Angeles Rams have a very good secondary. Uh, it's hard to go downfield on them. You just mentioned David Montgomery kind of gashed him up on the ground. I think uh, I can see Jonathan Taylor getting 20-plus carries this game, as a matter of fact. I think they're going to ground and pound, try to control the clock against uh, keep Matt Stafford off the field. And uh, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a ton of opportunity and he's good enough that you give him the volume. He's going to give you RB one numbers. That's just my opinion. So I'm with you, Brandon. Uh, Okay. Real quick. My running back stud Monday night, Aaron Jones had an awful week last week against the, we mentioned the new Orleans saints, but uh, Monday night, they're going to be in Lambeau Field, and they got that putrid Detroit Lions defense coming to uh, play them. So we mentioned Raheem Mustard had two carries for 20 yards. I think we're going to see some of that from Aaron Jones against them. But, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt like Raheem Mostert, I think he's in line for a monster game. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was a six-round rookie who was the number one waiver pickup this week, had 104 yards and a touchdown against them in uh, Detroit, and I just think the entire Packers offense is going to do a lot better this week, uh, and Aaron Jones is going to be a focal point uh, Monday night for them. Uh, running back duds, Brandon, who's the guy you're fading away from? Saquon Barkley. Um, they gave him 10 carries last week. He had two yards of carry. I'm Jason Garrett is a terrible play caller, first of all. <laughs> Their offense, like especially the run plays he calls for. We could, have, we could have told you this four years ago. But no, I know that. <laughs> I know, but he gets hired again for some reason. Yeah. So, but they're on a short week again. He's facing, in my opinion, a good defense. I know they let up quite a bit of passing last week, but a, a good defense nonetheless. It's on Thursday night. 
I I don't I think they're going to do with Saquon Barkley what they did last week. I don't see him getting much more than ten carries. Yeah, I I could see another like thirty to forty rushing yards, maybe at best. If he gets into the end zone, maybe he will do it for you. But if I have like, I don't know. You look down the list. There's there's going to be like players you can start over Saquon Barkley this week. I just don't trust him at all. If I'm if I'm an owner who picked him in the first round, even the second like early second round, I'm like, oh man, I I don't know. I think Tyler I wasn't he a running back uh, bust this year. Oh, if you if you've been listening to this podcast the last few weeks, yeah. I don't even have to go. I can just agree with you, Brandon, and move on. You know how I feel about Saquon. You know how I feel about the New York Giants offense as a whole. Get, I'm I'm been staying far away from them, and I'm I haven't moved an inch closer. So, mm-hmm. how about your dud, Nick? Uh, my dud is going to be Josh Jacobs. So another Raider. I think it's just mostly for the matchup, but um, he had a good game against um, Baltimore on Monday, and uh, but he didn't have that many counting stats. He had two touchdowns. I mean, right. that's kind of where most of his points came from. They kind of don't give him that work. I feel like they haven't really set him loose or given him that workhorse uh, role, and especially they have Drake now and. Um, Honestly, and to top it off, this just came in today. He sat out today um, due to injury. Can anybody guess what that was disclosed as? Like, this made me laugh so hard. So he sat out practice today. Do you know what the injury was? Um, Josh Jacobs? When I watched the game on Monday night, I feel like he was limping back to the huddle constantly. But I don't know. Was it My guess would be an ankle, maybe. But They They labeled it as everything. Everything. Oh, I, you know what? I saw that and forget about it. But yeah, no, that's hilarious. Again, yeah, against the it said everything. It just said everything. There's no ankle, no knee, right. no wrist. Oh, wow. oh yeah, just everything. Good. But yeah. what, on Monday Night Football, he was constantly limping around the field. And yeah. I feel like every time too. I watch them play, he does that. Yeah, yeah I, feel like, I feel like it, I feel like I've been watching him do that for him. the he past three the years. Yeah, he shouldn't. He, He's just. He go ahead, was, Tyler. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was going into Monday night. They didn't. He was like questionable going in, and then all of a sudden he played. And right, Brandon, I'm with you. I saw him hobbling around the field the whole time when he wasn't in the game. Yep. But then when he was in the game, he played pretty well. He got two touchdowns. Uh, he didn't get a ton of yards or anything like that. I think it was just mostly like touch, his touchdowns yeah. kind of put him yep. over the top. Yep. But um, yeah, against Pittsburgh, oh yeah, I am not comfortable playing Josh Jacobs this week. I'm with you on that, Nick. Yeah. That's all I had to say about it. He's my he's my bust for the week. Let me let me finish off the the running back duds here. I got Mike Davis going to be going to Tampa Bay. We already mentioned Tom Brady should be throwing the ball over the field against them, so I can see them once again playing from behind like they just did past Sunday against the Eagles. They uh, Tampa Bay also has a very strong front seven. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott last week against Tampa Bay did not do that much against Tampa Bay. And I uh, would say Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys have a better rushing offense than Mike Davis and the, and the Falcons. Cordero Patterson actually didn't look too bad as a backup running back. Who knows? Maybe they'll try to put him in a little more for pass catching opportunities. I'm just kind of fading Mike Davis this week, um, not only in daily, but if I have him 
on my roster. I don't know. It depends on my running back depth, but I might be looking to sit Mike Davis this week. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? You're a Falcons fan. I, I'm hoping it's just a shootout. I mean, uh, the Cowboys put up some passing numbers on uh, Tampa Bay last Thursday, and Zeke didn't have a good game. Zeke didn't have a good game. I mean, I don't think Mike Davis is going to do much better, if at all. So, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a passing attack from the Falcons. They're going to be playing down anyway. It's he's a say. I would find, I would try and find another option. If not, then you know you roll the dice. Hopefully, he has a you know touchdown, if anything. But that's all I got to really say about it. They aren't very good, so. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd stay away this week. I think he had six targets in the passing game last last week, but yeah, he caught three and he didn't really do much with it. So Tampa Tampa Bay's defense against the run is pretty pretty damn good. Pretty solid. Like, yeah. All right, let's get into studs again. Wide receiver position, Brandon. Wide receiver stud. Go. Debo Samuel. Um, he's playing the Eagles this week. If you listen to what Shanahan was saying today, he kept bringing up how Braden Ayuk needs to step it up. He needs to be a better professional. The guy behind him, Trent Sherfield, has been playing really well, and he's kind of taken over his role. So basically what it sounds like to me is Ayuk's number two, Sherfield's three, and that leaves Debo as the number one receiver. He was targeted 12 times last week. They were throwing to him all over the field. It wasn't just like these little screens and these little you know, quick plays trying to get him the ball in his hands. They threw to him down the field which I think is important. Um, plays the Eagles this week. I don't think, you know, I think the Eagles are, have a decent defense, but they're nothing special. I think Debo Samuel, while I don't think he's going to have a, what do you have, like 190 and two touchdowns or something like that, I think uh, I think he's in for another good day, personally. And I do think he's the number one receiver, even though Ayuk was looked at as the number one going into the year. Yeah, the craziest thing happened to me this morning. I was eating my breakfast. I had a bowl of cereal. I looked at my milk carton, and there was Brandon Ayuk's face right on my milk <laughs> carton because he went missing on Sunday. Don't know when he'll return. Hopefully, he gets found, brought back to the 49ers. Uh, but, yeah, I until I see him again, I'm totally cool with rolling out Debo Samuel because he seems to be, uh, you know, besides George Kittle, Really, uh, the only guy that, whether it be Garoppolo or Trey Lance, whoever they got going out there uh, looking towards. So, I'm with you. Nick, Debo, rolling him out? Yeah, I like Debo. I like Debo the best personally on that team. The only thing I could say about him, hopefully he's healthy right now. I'm not even going to – actually, you know what? I'm not even going to bring it up. Debo's the number one. Thing with Ayuk, funny side note, try to do this quick. Side note, it's like Shanahan – is like talking trash about Ayuk. Oh, <laughs> so it, it's like, bad. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's not going to be in every down back. I mean, every down receiver if the guy behind him is doing more and playing better. What? What a, hold on. what a clown show! Like, like yeah. they're like not a bad team, but just like on a fantasy think, perspective, Kyle Shanahan's got to be the most hated I, coach in the league, dude. Right? I, I think I, the I, guy. The guy he just sniffs his own farts. The you guy, know what I mean? The guy's benching. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's benching Trey Sermon like like a healthy scratch, and he's got this a guy drafted three rounds behind him now as a number one. Like, what's he doing? Yeah. Like, you know, what is what is he doing with that team? He's reminding me of Washington. 
players yeah, get into his doghouse and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all like, about him. Like everybody talking about Damian Harris this week, not you know, oh, he's, his car is going to be brought because he had the fumble. And that I feel like Shanahan's that kind of coach that like if you do one little thing wrong that he doesn't like, you're oh. in the doghouse. I, I, I can see. I can see Ronald Ayuk. Jones. Ronald Jones with Arians in Tampa, same yep. way. Guy fumbles once and he's benched the whole game. Like, what are we doing? I can see Ayuk like kind of letting last year go to his head when he was kind of filling in for Debo and all those injuries, and then him doing good and thinking he's safe. Almost. I just want to say though, I don't think I don't think Ayuk is like Dante Pettis because I've seen some people yeah. say that. I don't think he's just going to disappear. No, I the earth. No, no. I just no. don't. It, in my opinion, it seems like Debo is the number one receiver right now, and I would just yeah assume sure. that's how it's going to stay. <laughs> and I have more faith in that than Elijah Mitchell staying the number one running back. It's going to be. That's going to be a. That's going to be a. It's going to be a crapshoot. Yeah. That's going to be different guy every week, every quarter. Maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I still think it's going to end up being Sermon <laughs> as, as the guy by the end of the year. Their mm-hmm. number one running back by the end of the year, fantasy points will be Trey Sermon. That's just what I'm thinking. I guess, I guess from what I've heard, it's like Elijah Mitchell has a speed that Moster has. Yeah. Jeff Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sermon's not on speed. Sermon's yeah. not on that level. Whatever. Jeff yeah. Wilson's going to oh. come back and take over. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll see, see. See, we all have different opinions. I, I'm, what, I'm getting away so from many. this team. Oh, Let's and, and, and they just signed Trent Cannon or whatever. From yeah, he's a special yeah, team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But who knows? You never know, dude. Yeah. They can just throw him out there. It's like uh, let's let's get away from the Bay yeah, Area. Let's sorry. move on here. Who's your wide receiver stud this week, Nick? Uh, mine is going to be actually. You know, uh, I'm going to back up my Joe Burrow take, and I'm going to say T Higgins is going to be my stud this week, especially especially against Chicago. Um, I. Think that uh, if they get in the red zone, hopefully Mixon. I think he's the best red zone target. I'm just going to put it like that. Uh, big body. Um, when he's on the field, he he garners a decent amount of those targets. When he's in the red zone, he's probably the number one option that he, uh, Joe Burrow looks to. He grabbed the touchdown last week. Had a great game with only playing part of it. I think he has a better week this week. <clears throat> And you know Chicago, that's. <laughs> yeah. I I mentioned at the top of the show I I'm big up for some reason on Boyd this week. Why not for some reason? I already explained why. I agree I with your boy take for sure. What is it? I said I agree with your boy yeah. take for sure. Yeah, I just think yeah. after watching Week One, I think you can really uh, go at the slot receiver, which is Boyd. I think he's going to lead the team probably in receptions. But um, once you're into the end zone, you know Higgins can definitely grab one or two. So. He, he could be – I'm never going to call him a dud at this point. I think Higgins is is too good of a receiver. Uh, and, you know, any week he could be a stud. So Yeah. Anything on Higgins real quick, Brandon? No, not really. All right. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> no, I, mean, I like the I way just, your face is. I don't think the, the, they're going to pass a ton personally, so I don't – Yeah. I, I mean, he can do it with four catches, so it doesn't – he can have a good game, even if I don't think Burrow could have a good game. He could still have a good game. So yeah, yeah. Same as Chase. They're, both those guys. It's weird. Like it's so hard to predict because you're right. They could have four catches for a buck twenty eight in and in a touchdown. Like you, you never know when they're gonna break that long one. You know, down down the field. But all right, my wide receiver stud. You mentioned at the top of the show talking about big Mike Williams. He's uh, playing at home against Dallas. You know, I'm not going to be too repetitive. We talked about Dallas. 
Uh, I'm looking at his target share from last week. I think it was the same with Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen, we know, usually gets a ton of targets, but Mike Williams is right there with him. It looked like Herbert was looking to him all all game against uh, Washington. Um, And just, you know, uh, Dallas looked awful against all receivers last week. So big Mike, big day. What do we think? Um, I like Mike Williams. I I feel like uh, he has these games that he just had last week, and it's against Dallas, so I, I think he can do it again. I'm going to be more positive about it, but I just – from what I've seen of him forever is, you know, he has this big game, and then you think you pick him up off waivers in uh, shallower leagues or whatever, and you expect him to have another big game, and then he goes and has, another, has a big old dud. I don't see it happening against Dallas, but just be wary that that could be um, – what you might run into, even though it just looks so tasty, just sitting there steaming, a steaming matchup. Right. But, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay more positive and say great play. I would play Mike Williams this week. Yeah, I, I said it uh, at the beginning of the show with my matchup, the Cowboys and Chargers. I think Mike Williams was one of the players I was really excited to watch in this game. I do agree with Nick. He would always – I don't know, maybe have like three or four games a year where he'd put up, you know, a bunch of yards, two touchdowns, and he would just look like an absolute monster. He'd pull pull a ball out of the air over two DBs. But, yeah, no, I I think he's talented. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. Henry's gone, which I think is a huge deal. He was like almost 100 targets last year, Hunter Henry. So they have Mike Williams is now like it's the first time that he's, in my opinion, going to have a prominent role in their offense. So... I'm excited, especially against the Cowboys. I mean, they have a little cupcake defense, so. <laughs> cupcake defense. Much All right, let's go, let's go duds here, Brandon. Who's your uh, dud, the wide receiver? All right. He's a you, – he, you're going to start him. But I'm I'm scared for McLaurin. Oh. I just, he was drafted as like a, a wide receiver, low-end one, wide receiver two. and. Yeah. A huge part of that was the fact that Fitzpatrick was going to throw him the ball no matter what. And Fitzpatrick throws the ball a ton when he plays. I don't know if they're going to do that with uh, Heineke. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. I, he threw the ball 15 times last week. Uh, McLaurin had four targets. He was productive on him. I think it was four for 60. So he like made it happen with his targets. But I just – I don't know, man. If he's only seeing four targets a week, there's not much upside there. And – Another guy, just like Barkley, short week. He's playing Thursday night. While I, like I said, you you're probably gonna have to start him. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little hesitant about it now. Where I loved him coming into the year, but I just, we'll see. Wasn't it, um, you who said that McLaurin can do it with anybody because he has been for. I may have no. said that. I may have said that, but I also watched. <laughs> I, think that's what I, 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 def- I definitely said that though too. Yeah. So if Brandon didn't say no, it, I, I may have. Well, I love McCoy. I was the one who mentioned all the quarterbacks, and I forgot Kyle Allen's name. But that was another one. Yeah. That yeah. Was I um, I agree with you this week. I think I think they need a little more time together. Um, during the preseason, I don't think Heineke got a lot of time with the first team. I think it was all Fitzpatrick getting those refs in with McLaurin and that offense. Um. But now that he is the guy and it's clear that Fitzpatrick isn't coming back, I think as the season goes on, hold tight on McLaurin. Um, don't lose the faith. I think he's a really talented guy. 
and uh, it might not happen this week. You might have to limit your expectations, but um, and it, it probably is going to be the Gibson show this week. But I think as the season goes on, they kind of he gets more involved. It's not going to be four targets. It should be going up around the majority of the target share at some point. Yeah, he just uh, had a you know the first couple of weeks he's had some tough matchups going on here. You know the Chargers have good cornerbacks. Um, obviously, a QB change in the middle of the game doesn't really help. Although it helped him, and almost like he got more targets once Heineke came in because Fitzpatrick didn't really look his way much um, until he got injured. Um, the Giants have a sneaky good secondary as well, so he's got a couple tough tough matchups. We'll see how he does. I agree. I think it's going to be they're going to lean on Gibson this game a lot um, with a short turnaround Thursday night football. But you know, if McLaren does have a dud of a game, definitely uh, see if you can buy low on him. You know, if someone's down on him the first couple of weeks, because. I'm not. I don't think he's going to be a dud for the year. That's for sure. I, I think he's too talented, like Nick just said. Nick, who's your dud? My dud is going to be uh, Corey Davis on the Jets. Um, going up against the Pats this week. Uh, who did they play last week? Wasn't it like the Pats Carolina. or the Jets? Jets. Carolina. Played Carolina. Played Carolina. Yeah. So um, he had a great game. Last week against Carolina, I think the Pats, uh, Bill Belichick is, he always takes away your number one guy, and that's Corey Davis. Um, He's probably going to eliminate him from the matchup as best he can and just let this rookie quarterback try and make some plays happen. Uh, I don't think, I think he's set up for failure this week just because it is the Pats. And they've had their number for the longest time. And Bill Belichick is, I think, the most dangerous guy on the Jets right now is Corey Davis. And he's just going to eliminate him from the eliminate him from the equation. And it's going to be one of those uh, disappointing games. Well, Tyler, what do you think? You're the you're the Pats expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree with what you just said. Definitely looks to take out the biggest playmaker on the other team. In that case, it, it most likely is Corey Davis. He had two touchdowns uh, on Sunday. Uh, not to mention they have a rookie quarterback, you know, who I like long-term, Zach Wilson. But, you know, Belichick's going to bring all the pressure on him Sunday. Like, that's going to be the goal is to get in his face. Um, I think he's going to be trying to get the ball out quick. When Jamison Crowder uh, is supposed to be back, Keelan Cole is supposed to be back. Uh, I think he's going to be looking to the slot at those guys. I don't think he's even like that much time to feel comfortable back there to get the ball to Davis, especially with the cornerbacks in the secondary that New England has. Um, it's going to be tough to get him the ball anyway. So, yeah, I'm out on Corey Davis this week. Brandon, you agree? Yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game overall. Um, and like you said, rookie quarterback going against Belichick, I just I don't like the feel of that. Let's yeah. stay away from that for now. All right, let me finish up this wide receiver dud here. I got Michael Pittman Jr. Um, he was my sleeper for the year at wide receiver, but uh, week one, he didn't look, look that good to me. Um, I was expecting more things from him. He didn't get much targets. We mentioned uh, Wentz is in love with his running backs, throwing the ball to them, dumping it off. 
Uh, you mentioned, mentioned earlier, uh, Nick, Zach uh, Pascal had the two touchdowns on that team. Uh, it could, you know, that could very well have been Pittman, but it looks like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it was Pascal who had the better day in the, uh, the end zone. Um, but unfortunately, I don't see Pittman uh, having a better week with the, you know, going to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he could get the Jalen Ramsey treatment. You know, who, who is it? And when T.Y. Hilton's uh, going to be out for the start of the season, who, uh, who on that team is Jalen Ramsey going to match up with? Michael Pittman's going to be the number one, right? So if that's the case, I don't see Carson Wentz throwing the ball deep down the field to Pittman if he's got someone like Ramsey or another good cornerback well, on him all day. I'm not really sure who the number one is. It could be anybody at this point. Last week it was Pascal. This week it could be Paris Campbell. Next week it could be Pittman. I agree. I would, I'm more of on a wait and see approach with Pittman to see how his role changes or adapts as the year goes on. But I think if anything, I think because I, they don't have a clear number one, Ramsey might just take away one side of the field rather than. It's usually you know, what he does anyways, guys, though, right? You know? He's the one, he's so, a one sider or. Yeah. Uh, no, I think if like uh, Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins ends up like out there, he, pretty much covers them the whole game, takes them Does out of the he, game. I always thought Jalen Ramsey's biggest knock was he's a one he displays one side of the I field. don't I don't think so, man. That was Sherman, I thought. Yeah. Oh, was it Sherman? Sherman? I don't know yeah. why. I always thought it was Ramsey. Because D because he because the games DK had played against him, he was locked, he was shut down. You know, uh same yeah. thing with like DeAndre Hopkins didn't have great games against him. Julio Jones, um or Calvin Ridley. I don't know. You know what? It's not even Ramsey games. though. They just they have a good secondary yeah. in general. So I just don't see Pittman no matter so what. I think it's going to be more of a running back uh passing game this week. Jonathan Taylor. So yeah. I I would stay away from any of the indie receivers. Receivers. Not just Pittman this week. Yeah. Yeah, I same thing wait and see. Yeah. yeah. All right, last position here tight end Brandon tight end stud. Noah Fant. Brought it up earlier. Jerry Judy's out. Um, after Jerry Judy left the game, Noah Fant played 12 snaps in the slot. He saw eight targets overall. He caught six for 67. He's a real athletic player. Um, the Jaguars gave up, um, I don't know, like it was over 60 yards receiving to Farrell Brown, who's a tight end that I honestly didn't even know existed going into the game. So... <laughs> I thought Jordan Akins was like their good receiving tight end and Farrell Brown caught for 65 yards or something they, like that. They so. got like three tight ends in Houston that are right. all like rookies or just like third string guys. I don't even know what's going on there. Yeah, but, but I think one of the, the main things here is Judy being out. I think Fant could see, mm-hmm. you know, a little uptick in targets. And he already saw eight last week, so it isn't like he needs an uptick. Um, he's got the soft Jaguars this week. No offense a guy like. Yeah, I'll, I'll go quick here too. right off of what you're saying. Uh, he, st- he was a tight end, top 10, 10 tight end going into the season. With Jerry Judy gone, that's just going to bump him up. Um, I was a little down on him going into the year, I, I must admit, but now with Judy out, um, I think Fant's going to get a ton more targets here. And you mentioned Jacksonville. Again, That's whenever we mention Jacksonville, I don't say anymore. He's playing Jacksonville. Yeah. So, Nick, anything? Uh, no, I agree. He's top 10 play this week at tight end. Uh, yeah. just quick question. Is Cortland Sutton playing? Is he around oh, yeah. anymore? He, just, he had a, he had a terrible week one. Yeah. Uh, 
they played the Giants, and for whatever reason, like he got. I think he only out. had two targets. I think. Yeah, they didn't really go his way. They went to Patrick and, and Hamler more. I was just gonna say Tim Patrick had like four catches and a touchdown, yep. right? So, uh, Nick, tight end stud, who you got? Uh, it's gonna be T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, Detroit man. I think he had a great week one. Um, I'd say he's the best receiver on Detroit. I, Absolutely. Other than the running backs. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. I think he's like the number one target. And it's not going to change. Those other guys are whatever. Goff had a big game, and part of the reason for that was Hawkinson. So mm-hmm. Green Bay, the good, big game against Green Bay, division game, should be a shootout. And I think Hawkinson's a big part of that game plan. Top, I'd say top five finish this week. That's, yeah. That's my take on it. Uh, Green Bay, just, <clears throat> you mentioned they got destroyed by New Orleans. Jawan Johnson had two touchdowns against them in the uh, the end zone, and yep. uh, they only threw the ball like 20 times. But Adam Adam Troutman, the other tight end, had six targets, which was like a 30% target share. So yeah. um, you know that tight ends could get open against them, especially in the end zone. So And Hawkinson, I think, is going to be a stud every week. Yeah. Brandon agreed? Yeah, he – I mean – our guest on the tight end uh, preview, Alex, mm-hmm. brought up TJ Hawkinson as his breakout. And no, it was his, I don't know, it was his lock. He said he was going right. to be in the top three or something like that. And honestly, he looks like he's uh, working his way. He could be working his way into that tier this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on him this week. And like Tyler said, I'd probably be on him every week going every forward. Week. So, yeah. Yep. All right. I can't believe I'm about to say who my tight end stud is. I thought I'd never say this on the show. But. This week, my tight end stud is the was the host of WrestleMania 36, former New England Patriot, now Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Rob Gronkowski is my tight end stud. Uh, he looked great last week against the Dallas Cowboys. He uh, when he's healthy, like that's what it is. He's healthy, he's fresh, as most players are at the beginning of the year, but he he's just the guy that He's healthy. He's fresh. I know he's older, but when he's good to go, he's so talented still. He's got his quarterback with him, Tom Brady, uh, playing Atlanta. We mentioned Atlanta a few times. Awful. Dallas Goddard scored against them last week, the tight end from the Eagles. Uh, I can just see Brady uh, looking more towards Gronk when they get towards the end zone. You know, he had eight catches for 90 yards, two touchdowns last week against Dallas. And the Falcons are just as bad in the secondary. So I'm I'm going to ride with Gronk until his back hurts in week mm-hmm. five. But for now, I'm riding with Gronk until he proves me otherwise. Am I crazy for that? No, I can't. We can't. I can't really go against that. I mean, Gronk is probably also a top five tight end, top five tight end, especially this week against Atlanta. He's Gronk. It's that Brady He's rejuvenated. He's back with Brady. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. Like you said, man, we just started this podcast this year. The last thing you'd ever expect saying is Rob Gronkowski, the stud tight end for week two, 2021. Yeah. I have been out on Gronk for like five years. I can't believe I'm a role. I might. I might just put a DraftKings lineup together this week and roll Rob Gronkowski out there as my tight end and see how he does. Hey, I'm just, if, if, if Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Godwin, and Evans all stay healthy, Brady's going to lead the lead in touchdown passes. Yes. I know. Brown and I had him. 
insane together. Yep. The key word though, I I I give that about a two percent chance of happening. Oh, I know, I know. Staying healthy, I yep. I think Gronk's going to be out soon, and Evans or Godwin, one of the two, they always get banged they up. They're going to they're going to not be out for like the year, but they're going to miss some weeks. I think. All right, uh, you went through all the studs here. Who's your dud, Brandon? Yeah, so it's a guy I'm probably going to be down on a little bit going forward, unless he like proves otherwise. It's Gerald Everett. People were high on him this year coming in. Him and Disley were they kind of split time on the field. Five total targets between the two. Three of them were for Disley. I just, you know, he can make a big play every once in a while. So like you're gonna throw him in a in a DFS lineup with Russell Wilson or something, by all means have at it. But I'm not playing him in season long. There's definitely better options out there. So yeah, Everett's the guy I'm down on this week. Uh yeah. I I think he's just in another situation like he was with uh, Higby. Exactly, and everybody thought he was out of that. Yeah, it's not. Disley, Russell Wilson loves Disley, so they're both going to be involved. And, you know, this. So they already got Lockin and DK. There's not going to be much to go around. Maybe There are going to be those random games where everybody picks those guys up off waivers because they just happen to use a tight end in one of those games, but it's not going to be often enough for me to really invest highly in them and really want to take a chance on them in any given week. I'm not ready to give up on Gerald just yet. Uh, I'm not playing him this week, so I'm kind of with you. Like, I need to see it. Like, But he did score a touchdown in week one. You know, he only had a few targets. That's the scary part. The good news is he got a red zone look and scored. So, uh, who's to say Russell Wilson might not look his way a few more times in the red zone uh, in week two, you know, but uh, he, I get what you're saying. He, he looks, he's, it's looking like it could be more of a boomer bust situation for him where it's touch touchdown dependent for him to have uh, a decent week. So we'll, uh, we'll see though. Um, Nick tight end dud. Uh, it's going to be quick. I don't have much on him because yeah. I don't know much about him. And he just happened to have a good week last week. That's Jawan Johnson. Uh, you know, Jameis only threw the ball, what, 20 times? And mm-hmm. uh, the other tight end is the one who got most of the targets, which was Troutman. I think Jawan Johnson just happened to come down with those touchdown catches. I don't think it's going to happen again or that often for that matter. Um, I don't know. It's against Carolina, maybe a little bit of a – who did they play? Oh, Green Bay, right? Green Bay apparently isn't great against the tight end from how that game plan went. I don't know. I wouldn't uh, be – I'm not sold on Juwan just yet. I wouldn't be, like, rushing to start him. No, I I wouldn't start him, but in, like, a dynasty league, I, I wouldn't be afraid to stash him. Yeah. Uh, because one of those two touchdown catches, I don't know if you guys saw it, but – I don't know if anybody could have defended it. The guy's like six eight and jumped through the roof and snagged it. And it was like impressive. It reminded me of Darren Wallow. It was very impressive. And like it made me think of when Alex, uh, I think he said it was the pie in the sky kind of sleeper that he had. And uh, I can see it. I can definitely see why people are high on Jawan Johnson. I wouldn't start. I think he only played an 18% of snaps, though, which is not what you want. And like you said earlier, Troutman, Troutman had what, six targets, you said? 
Yeah, Adam Shaman played in 86% of snaps and right. he had six. He he had some drops though, Adam Shaman, but that's it's Jameis Winston just loves his tight ends. Like, so I think Troutman is the guy in New Orleans, though, until it's proven otherwise. I'm not ready to just say Juwan Johnson's gonna get that much looks. He had three targets, two, two of them happened to be touchdowns. So um, I wouldn't start him just yet. I would. Like I said, I'd stash him in Dynasty and, and keep him on my bench and kind of wait and see with him. All right, I'm going to go to my dud. Mike Kosicki, uh, last week against New England. Guess how many catches he had, guys? Zero. Zero. He had no catches against New England last week. He only had a few targets. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Will Fuller early in the show. Uh, from what I've seen is that he's returning this week. It was a one-game suspension. So we're adding Will Fuller out of the offense. It looked like they were really trying to get Jalen Waddle involved last week against New England. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills are pretty good against the pass. So I'm out on Mike Kosicki this week. He is my dud. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, and they actually brought a tight end who got some run last year, Adam Shaheen. Shaheen, yeah. He's coming mm-hmm. back this week as well. And he was another guy that rotated in. I think um, Durham Smythe, is that his name? Smythe yeah. is another guy they have, yeah. Smythe. Yeah, he played a ton last week too. And they all they all look the same. They all wear 80s numbers. So every time I'm like, oh, Gasicki, and they're like, oh, there's – no, that's Smythe. Or, or <laughs> so I'm always getting confused with that team. It's just a bunch of six foot seven right. tall 80 guys getting catches over the middle for them. But, you know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I wouldn't be rolling Gusecki out there. Yeah. All right. This concludes the studs and duds. Hopefully uh, you listeners could plug and play accordingly. Uh, so we're going to move on to. Uh, our next segment, it's called the Take Your Pick segment. Last week, me and Brandon on the show took our pick. We had five scenarios play out. We're going to quickly go over them really, really quick here. Uh, first one was Tom Brady, over 300 passing yards. Uh, Brandon said yes. I said no. Brandon, uh, you were correct. Yes, 379 passing yards for Tom Brady on Thursday night. More receptions, Keenan Allen and Terry McLaurin. I said Keenan Allen. Brandon said Terry McLaurin. Keenan Allen had nine catches. Terry McLaurin had four. So we're both one and one at that point. More all-purpose yards, Jalen Hurts or Matt Ryan. Uh, Brandon said Jalen Hurts. I said Matt Ryan. Uh, This wasn't even close. Jalen Hurts (laughs) had 326 yards. Matt Ryan had 172. Gross. Uh, Saquon Saquon Barkley over – over one touchdown, uh, Brandon said yes. I said no. Uh, Saquon did not get in the end zone, so that was a no. That was and an the awful last one. Darren me. Waller over 100 receiving yards. Brandon and I both said yes, and Darren Waller came through with 105 receiving yards. So right now for the year, Brandon is three and two, and I am also three and two. This week we have five new scenarios to take your pick. Nick's going to join us this time, obviously. This is oh hell show. yes. He's going to start up his own record. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you do well. But what's you both start? at three and two, right? You ready? I'm what just is it? Write it down. You both at three it and two. Yeah, write it down. Keep track of this. Yeah. So, first one: Thursday night football. Redskins Giants. Antonio Gibson over seventy rushing yards. 
Brandon. Over. So the yes, right? Yeah, I think it's a yes. Yeah, over. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking yeah. Gibson over 70. Yeah. Nick? Uh, uh, over. It's going to be a run-heavy game, I think. Over. All right. I'm going to take my pick, and I'm going to say yes, over. Over mm-hmm. 70 rushing yards. So we're all going over 70 rushing yards for Antonio Gibson on Thursday. All right. Uh, next, take your pick here, Brandon. More receiving yards on Sunday. T. Higgins or Allen Robinson? I'm going to go T. Higgins. Okay. Nick, who you got? Boy Higgins. This is going to be the second one we're all agreeing on. I think Robinson <laughs> oh, gets more receptions, but I, I, when it comes to yards, I'm going to go with T. Higgins. All right. Brandon, more all-purpose yards on Sunday. Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey? I'm going Christian McCaffrey. Nick? The floor is too high for that boy. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Wow. I'm also going Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. So we're going to end up with all the same records by the end of the year. This I don't know. Maybe. Uh, All right. Let's see if we can change one up here. Brandon, more receptions on, on Sunday. Amari Cooper or Keenan Allen? So this is a tough one for me because I lost last week going against my boy Keenan. And I'm going against my boy Keenan again this week. I'm going to Mari Cooper. Uh, Nick, who you got? I'm going I'm gonna go Keenan. Uh, I think Keenan has a better chance. I'm also gonna go Keenan Allen on this one. Last one here. Monday night football. DeAndre Swift over. 100 all-purpose yards, Brandon. No. Nick. I uh, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah. DeAndre Swift, in my opinion, is a stud. I'm going to go yes. So, Nick, we have the same exact answers on all yes, five. Yes, we do. So, uh <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, maybe next week we're going to have to start. I'm going to have to wait and see what you say or what I say. I'm going to have to change our opinions. Uh, well, I kind of, I was going to say no for DeAndre Swift, but Brandon said yes. So I was yeah. like, ah. Yeah. Or, or you said, he said no. Under. Yeah. He yeah. Said no. I was going to go no, but he said it. So I went yes. All right. Let's see how we fare. I got to stay over 500. That right now, me and but I'll, over 500. So I'll come out just have. At a game against Green Bay. So I think Swift can have at least 100 both ways. Yeah. All right. Money in the bank time. Let's finish off the show here. Who wants to go first? Money in the bank prediction for week two. Okay. I'll go first. Go ahead, Nick. So um, I'm going to go with my boys, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, uh, Ridley didn't have a very good game. I mean, the Falcons as a whole didn't have a good game, but I think uh division game coming up against Tampa Bay, it's going to be – they're going to need to uh, throw the ball, I think. And I'm going to say that Ridley has at least six catches, and he brings down two touchdowns. And you can take that to the bank. All right. The only thing that makes me nervous about week? that is Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan is – it's over. I just wish – I wish they would have – I don't know. Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Matt Ryan, he's done. Ever since that Super Bowl loss, dude. <laughs> he's just got the gips. You want me to hit my What's your prediction? All right. Well, last week, my prediction was Lamar Jackson was my money in the bank player. He was going to go over 300 total yards, which he accomplished. I think he had 327 between passing and rushing. And I went for three total touchdowns, which did not occur. He only had one total touchdown. Um, This week, I'm going to go back to a game I've talked about quite a bit this week. Antonio Gibson plays in Thursday night football. Like Nick just said, I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. My prediction is Antonio Gibson will have 100-plus all-purpose yards and one touchdown. And you can take that to the bank. Right. Yeah, expecting big things from uh, Antonio Gibson on, on TNF. Um, yeah, last week I also didn't have a good prediction week. I said Derek Henry uh, would have two touchdowns against Arizona, and I was very wrong. Uh, he never got he never got it going, obviously, against uh, that formidable uh, front seven of uh, Arizona, which uh, I'm calling them that because, again, I'm streaming them this week, so I'm just putting all the good vibes out there to the Cardinals. Uh, this week, my money to make prediction. We mentioned the Denver Broncos, guys like Noah Font, uh, because Jerry Judy is uh, going to be out for a little bit with an injury. A uh, guy we didn't really mention much about is KJ Hamler on that team. Um, they're going up against Jacksonville, which, again, I don't know how many times I have to say this, it's Jacksonville. So uh, I have KJ Hamler. I'm not going to reach too crazy here, but I have him over over 75 receiving yards on Sunday against Jacksonville. And you can take that to the bank. Brandon Cooks, obviously Brandon Cooks is a more polished and probably better receiver at this point of his career than KJ Hamler, but I look at him as a kind of a speedy, shifty, you know, speed guy. And he just, he just got like a 138 against, yeah. uh, against Jacksonville. So I could see KJ Hamler maybe breaking a deep one against them or, you know, kind of being that, that, that deep threat. So we'll see. All right, you guys got anything uh, anything to say or add before we sign off for the night? I, um, I just want to say one of our, uh, Brandon, your bust prediction, Saquon Barkley this week just got news that he is unlikely to be quote-unquote unleashed. So that, right. will, <laughs> that looks like it's about to come true. Do not start Saquon Barkley. Or stay away from temper expectations. Unlikely to I believe. tried warning everybody at the start of the season to not draft that guy in the first round. If you did, can't say I didn't tell you so. <laughs> <laughs> now watch week week three is just gonna like go crazy. Yeah, yeah I know. All right, yeah. Uh, looking forward to this week. You know, week one was was madness, but. The best thing about the NFL season is every single week, it's something something crazy always happens, man. Those I don't know what's going to happen this week. I'm hoping the injuries don't get too bad. Darren Waller, I'm looking at you. You need to stay healthy all year for my squad, all right? I know you get the Steelers, but Josh Jacobs, I hope everything 
is uh, healed up by, <laughs> by Sunday. Because <laughs> apparently every, everything is injured. So I'm hoping you're, you're okay to go. Uh, you're not on any of my teams, but I just think I just think the Raiders are a more fun team when you're out there. All right. So although you hate fantasy football, so I don't even know if I should take that back, actually. You know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a reason everything hurts, Josh Jacobs, because you hurt everybody in fantasy football's feelings last year. So that's all I had for the night, guys. Anything else? <laughs> Did Josh uh, Jacobs say he hated fantasy football? I didn't hear, he didn't about hear that. that whole story about uh, he said, I don't care about your fantasy football team. Matt, Matt Berry got all offended and like, clearly they were tweeting at each other. Yeah. Oh, right. Clearly. <laughs> he's never, he's never playing full, full hundred percent or whatever. So if he cared uh, about your fantasy team, you'd start catching the football. Uh, yeah. That's what people drafted him for, like early on. That's what he was known for. He said right? it's fake. He said something about like it was fake. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about your fantasy team. Yeah. Meanwhile, Austin Eckler, my boys, right, signing footballs to his the people that have him on his fantasy team yeah. and telling everybody that he loves them. So yeah, that's why no matter what Eckler does, and everybody loves him. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Well. I hope you. Uh, I hope you enjoy your your weekend. Watching some football, Nick. I hope you, uh, you know, can get through some nights, hopefully, without getting yep. uh, woken up. It's probably not the case right now, but you know, every time you can get oh. some rest, rest up. He's been napping and, uh, in his swing for the past hour and a half, even longer. I'm gonna have yeah, to wake a, him up though. He's a future Grand Slam fantasy co-host with us. So <laughs> oh yeah. Rest. Oh yeah. But uh, until then, and until next week, this has been uh. A fun night, and thank you for listening to Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.